Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. What's going on, people? All right. I want to welcome you to another podcast edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And without further ado, we'll go ahead and get right to my guest. She is a wife, a mother, and an entrepreneur from the Sunshine State of Florida. Please welcome Miss Julie Shipley to the Talk to Q Radio Show. Julie, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. All right. So let me ask you this. Um, you've done what most people in this country would absolutely love to do. You took a hobby and turned it into a business. You took cooking homemade soup and turned it into something that's gone nationwide. So let me start with this question first. Have you always been in the food business? Absolutely not. In fact, I've never even worked in a restaurant prior to owning this one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I used to build computers and uh, run electronic stores. Okay. So how did the transition come about? Well, um, being a stay-at-home mom, as my son got older, he and my husband began to hunt and fish and do boy things a lot, and uh, I was home alone, so I decided I better learn a hobby. So I decided I wanted to learn to cook, so I went to culinary school. (laughs) And for okay. several years, I just cooked elaborately at the home. Okay, so out of all the foods that you could make and sell, why soup? I mean, your website, thesoupshop.com, has over 70 different soups, uh, and that's a huge variety. So why soups, and then how do you decide what soups to make? Well, I began making soups because my husband and I both agreed that if we, if we were stuck on a desert island, that's what we'd want every day to eat is a different type of soup. Um, hmm. Most of the soups came about because I delivered to restaurants for several years, and when I'd call in for their weekly orders, they always wanted something different. So the menu just began to grow very, very large. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can't even imagine 70 different types <laughs> so you have to be very creative. I mean, where do you get the idea for the recipes? Oh, they're all mine. I just kind of taste as I go along and make them up. Okay. And let's see. I, I Me personally, I love tomato soup, uh, which ironic, is ironic because I hate tomatoes. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, there's vegetable soup, chicken noodle soup. I can you give us just a, a sample of, like, maybe some of your more unique flavors that um, you may have? Oh, sure. Well, I have a soup called Dragon Stew that was created for a large medieval times-type marathon here in town, and it's something that hmm. they served at the finish line. And because of the medieval theme, they named it Dragon Stew. And it's a lentil-based soup with homemade sausage in it and kale and carrots and diced tomatoes, and it's very tasty. But it is an unusual name and recipe. Okay, I think the name itself will make me buy it. So, <laughs> so um, how did you first start at shipping, um, I mean, making the food for the restaurants? How did that start? 
Well, I had a conversation with a lady that owned a small cafe, and her soup chef was retiring. So in our conversation, she just casually asked me if I knew how to make soup. And that's how the business began. I said, well, sure, I can make you some soup. So my husband is an airline pilot. He was out flying. And when he called home that night, I said, well, I think I just went in the soup business. <laughs> so when he came home, we went, to, <laughs> we went to the restaurant supply and we bought equipment that we didn't even fully understand. And uh, I started cooking soup in her cafe on a three-foot-by-four-foot table with a couple of burners. And now we make thousands of gallons and we ship them all over the U.S. My goodness. So um, how did it grow to shipping across the country? Uh, I mean, what made you go from the small burners to nationwide? For her for a while. And then I was able to gain some other restaurant clients. And I had to move out of her facility at that point. So I got my own kitchen. And I delivered to about two dozen restaurants in town every week. And Mm -hmm. at, at the end of the week, after I cooked for the restaurants, I had some left over. So I thought, well, let me just see what happens if I offer these in quart containers to the public. So I stuck a little sign out in the yard that said fresh soup out in front of my commercial kitchen. And they came. And they continued to come. And they came so quickly that my landlord said, get out of my building now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was... I was able to move into a Publix Plaza, and we have a very large facility. That's It's a neat hybrid because we still sell our soup cold or frozen to go in the quart containers as a grocery item, mm-hmm. but we also sell it hot along with sandwiches and salads and things like that. And um, we learned along the way how to preserve the soup, or not preserve it, freeze it and package it in such a way that we can ship it anywhere in the U.S. and get it there safely. So it's turned out to be a terrific gift item for folks. Okay. Tastes and, a whole lot better uh, than I flowers. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's amazing how something like this just kind of blew up into a business. I mean, I think that's amazing. And but of course, I mean, now you're you have your soup and you're selling nationwide and everything's great. But surely you encountered some obstacles that kind of um, got in your way as far as building your business. Can you describe some of those? Oh, absolutely. When you start a business, I mean, I have a fair amount of common sense. And so that you make decisions on products and on pricing and on purchasing based on common sense and what seems reasonable. But until you really learn your financial numbers, you can't make the decisions properly. And that's what I've learned six years Seven years into the business, I went through a mentorship program at a local university and learned how to truly read your numbers and make your decisions properly, and it's a whole new business since then. Okay, so you did have someone to kind of help guide you through, um, I guess, some of the things that you really didn't know as far as um, the financial side of things. You had a person in place to help you through that. Right. Well, there are terrific opportunities. The Small Business Administration pays for these outreaches in almost every community. The services are completely free, and they'll do one-on-one counseling with you. They'll teach you your financials. They'll help you with marketing. They'll help you with whatever you need. But they don't advertise. So had I known about their services five years ago, it would have been a completely different business. Oh, okay. All right, so for my listeners out there – 
it's you just have to make sure you do your due diligence and find out what's available for you, and that will kind of help guide you into um, the place where you can be as successful as Miss Shipley. Now, uh, I do have a question about the soup that you ship. Uh, is there a certain, I guess, is it something that you do more so for businesses? Um, I know you mentioned gifts, so you can buy, I guess, like an individual type of shipment to where it's not, you know, bulk or anything like that. Oh, absolutely. In fact, we don't ship to businesses. We ship as gifts, just oh, okay. like you would order flowers. So what we do is we package up a half a gallon of any of our soups that are on our menu, and we package it with some candy and some surprises and some confetti. And So it's not just a cold lump of soup when they open the box. So it truly is a little gift right. package, just a little party in a box is what we like to call it. <laughs> And, you know, the price is reasonable. We recently secured flat rate shipping, so it doesn't cost that much to move it around. Uh-huh. And, um, okay. yeah, they can order any of them on our website. It's thesoupshop.com. Okay. And I visited the shop, and um, the beef chili looks like it's really good. Oh, that's thank the one you. Kind of you know, that's the one right recipe there. that is... That is the one recipe that is not mine. That is my husband's. We moved here from Texas, <laughs> and that's why it's oh, called okay. Texas Chili. All right, so so speaking of your husband, what has it been like for your family? Um, I mean, you know, you have to put in a lot of hours to make this a success. So how do you balance family and business, and, you know, how has he contributed aside from the meat chili recipe? Well, luckily, my husband is my very best friend in the world, and we can be together 24-7 and not get each on, on each other's nerves. So he, um, well, well, he lets me be the decision maker with the business. Certainly, I bounce things off of him. And when he's in mm-hmm. town, when he's home, he's often here with us. The, the employees love him. He's their comic relief, and um, he's quite helpful <laughs> around here. <laughs> my son was raised in the business. Um, he is about to join the Coast Guard, so he's going to be oh, leaving us for a bit. Okay. And uh, yeah, so it's it's been a big family effort, and um, and it's not been a huge strain. We live a mile away, so we can pop in and out as needed. I think that's great, and uh, I mean, when you have the support of family, I think it makes it that much easier to kind of do your own thing and be an entrepreneur because. Some people, I, I guess, they just, you know, there's a lot of stress involved in getting started. There's a lot of work and research. And if you don't have a supportive family member, it can um, actually, you know, make a business fail. So I think it's awesome that you have someone who's willing to work with you and help you be the success that you've been. He's been wonderful and terrific. And, you know, and more so or, or as much um, as the emotional support that he's provided I was fortunate that I didn't have to draw a salary from my business for the first few years because he was able to handle it. So, you know, if you you don't have that, that's important. Yeah, absolutely. A couple more questions and we'll get you out of here. Um, I appreciate you taking the time. What advice would you give to my listeners who would love to turn their hobby into a business, whatever that may be? I would say go to the Small Business Development Center 
which is provided by the Small Business Administration, and just get educated. Okay. Get a game plan before you go in. Okay, okay. And that makes sense. And it, it may sound simple to some people out there, but there are a lot of people, I guess, who put the cart before the horse, or there are a lot of people who may not know that they have certain things they can take advantage of because they haven't done their research. And um, so I guess it's, it's easier to go into something knowing everything and um, having an opportunity to figure out what works best for a certain person in their business. So um, I right. applaud you for, for for doing what you did to figure out, you know, what you can take advantage of to make everything a success. So how can people learn more about ordering some of your soup. I know on the, your website, one of the things that I saw that I thought was pretty cool was uh, you can get a subscription to the soup, and you call it a soup scription. I thought that was funny. But um, how no. do people order from you? <laughs> well, they just go to the thesoupshop.com, and they can order online with their credit card, or they can give us a call at the store. Um, our number is 321-622-6914. And we will gladly guide them through the process if need be. But the subscriptions are really nice for, we sell a lot of them to people that maybe have elderly parents and they worry about yeah. how they're eating or what they're eating. So we send uh-huh. the soup out on a regular basis and the parents have the delivery of the fresh homemade soup. That is awesome. And you said that number is 321-622-6914? Yes. Okay. So you have the number you can call or you can go to thesoupshop.com and get yourself a subscription. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All I'll right. I'll say super well, subscription three times real fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, Julie, I appreciate you taking the time to do the show. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Um, like I said, it's, it's, I'm in Jackson, Mississippi. So it's just starting to get chilly here, and uh, I can, that beef chili may be just what I need by the time the holidays roll around in December. So I might have to give Wonderful. it a try, and if I do, I'll definitely reach out to you and let you know what I think. Oh, that'd be great. Okay. All right, I'll All watch right, for your but... name. I'll tuck some extra candy in there. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll hold you to that. <laughs> well, I want to thank it's Julie Shipley for joining the Topic Q Radio Show. And go to her website, thesoupshop.com, or you can call 321-622-6914 to um, place your order or ask questions if you need to do that. But if you can go to the website, there are plenty of soups on there. You have photos where you can take a close look and see what you're getting. It has the pricing on there as well. And um, I'm talking about chicken soups, meaty soups, seafood, vegetarian. She has it all. So go to thesoupshop.com. And I want to thank all of you for listening to this podcast edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. Go to talktoq.com, sign up for my email newsletter, so you can keep up with um, what's coming up in the future for us, okay? So I hope that everyone has a great day. Peace out. <laughs>